0: listening to the Jets Nation podcast. Hey, I'm Cody Dealer, joined by my brother Kyle. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the Winnipeg Jets over the last couple of weeks, why have they been falling apart at the seams? We're going to take a look at potential playoff opponents and Jets whiteout parties and we're going to wrap things up talking women's hockey. Stay tuned. All right, so in segment number one, we're going to look at the last couple of games for the Winnipeg Jets. And Kyle, let's go back to the last 10. And I know we talked about some of them on our last podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, but the Jets went four and one in a five game span. They beat, or actually, if you go a little bit further back, but let's just take the last 10 games. For the first five, they beat the Flames, they beat the Kings. they beat the Ducks, and then they pounded the Predators 5-0. They just had one loss in that stretch to the Vegas Golden Knights, which is a pretty good team this year. And so I think 4-1 in that five-game stretch, most Jets fans were pretty happy. Then they fell off. They fell to the sh- they lost to the Stars 5-2. The Islanders 5-4, which was a collapse. They didn't play very well against the Canadians, lost 3-1. They came back to beat the Blackhawks 4-3 after the Blackhawks tied it late. And then the Wild beat the Jets 5-1 last night in what looked to be a dominant performance by the Wild. So when you look at the last 10, it doesn't look too bad. But when you look at the last five, there's a lot of Jets fans who are showing some concern. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely been a mixed bag in the last several weeks for the Winnipeg Jets. Like you mentioned before, you look back to 10 games and it doesn't look too bad. You look back to five games, it looks atrocious. It's just a real mixed bag. And even game to game, there's just such an up and down atmosphere. Uh, thinking specifically to that Nashville win, uh, like you mentioned, and then follow that up with a, a just a terrible game against the Stars. And, and people were saying it's because of the the Jets just clinched uh, a, a playoff spot by beating Nashville. So you kind of have that maybe that hangover of oh we're in uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you would think that Stars game would serve as a wake up call, um, but the Jets actually played not bad against the Islanders. Uh, later on that week, but it was just a, a horrendous collapse like we've seen three or four times this year right in the final three minutes of the game. So you played not bad in that one. I would say better than the Stars game, and then you play kind of a stinker in Montreal, can't really get anything going. It's just been a real up-and-down style for the Winnipeg Jets. I thought their game against Chicago now two games ago was actually not bad. I thought they play, outplayed the Blackhawks, but once again, they give up a late goal, have to win it in overtime. Um, so it's just you never know what you're going to get from Winnipeg on any given night.
0: Now, my schedule's actually cleared up, and I've been able to watch uh, quite a few of these games recently. Watching the Wild game last night, that was so disappointing. And I know Minnesota plays more of a defensive style, but it seemed like everything was going in on Eric Comrie. I kind of felt bad for him. A- and one of the first ones bounces off a skate, pops up in the air, and lands over top of him. That's so fluky. Then there's one driving to the net. The Jets just didn't look very good. They weren't getting a lot of chances. I'm with there with you as well. They looked good against the Islanders and Blackhawks, but the Islanders game, it was the collapse. The Blackhawks game, I think it's good on the Jets that they didn't collapse completely. They let that goal to tie it late, but then they were able to keep it tied, take it to overtime, and then they won in overtime. So do you think it was the Jets' case of learning from their mistakes
1: uh i would say no because you had that islanders collapse after we saw the minnesota collapse earlier and we've seen way too many of those going on um in the last two months or so so i don't think you could say they've learned from that because it's happened four or five times i don't think it's it's beyond that well maybe it is now but that's what we said last time and two times ago but I think the Jets have played better as of late. I thought they were a little bit better against Minnesota than we've seen in the last week. Uh, they really? actually, I believe, they outshot Minnesota, and that was the first time they outshot their opponent in who knows how long. That they actually played a not bad game. They just got some really bad luck at bad times, especially with Eric Omri.
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did outshoot the Blackhawks uh, by a fairly wide margin, so it wasn't just the first time that they'd outshot their opponent
1: right but but before that it was just like the Islanders really badly outshot the Jets. Uh, the Canadians did as well and the stars did. so it was three games in a row where they got badly outshot. and that's why I thought the Chicago game was when they were starting to turn things around and I thought they played not bad against the wild uh, but like you said, it, once you give up three, four or five goals, I mean there's not much else you can do.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you as well. They did look not bad at times, especially early, despite the goals just seeming to bounce in. So now there's only two games left. They play the Avalanche tomorrow. They play the Coyotes on Saturday Where's your level of concern right now going into the playoffs? We've talked in years past, and I know we're going to talk about it in our playoff preview when we fill out our brackets, and we do all of that next week. And that's going to be a big episode uh, heading into the playoffs. But where are you right now on the Winnipeg Jets heading into the playoffs? I've seen people do polls. Uh, Your thoughts and your expectations, are they going to lose in the first round? Do you still have confidence that they're going to go all the way to the cup final? Where are your expectations right now?
1: Well, I mean, fear is at an all-time high for most Winnipeg Jets fans, and for good reason. I saw the graphic, I think it was this morning, maybe uh, last night. Um, Of all the teams who are in the playoffs, the Winnipeg Jets have the worst points percentage in the last, like, three months. Out of every single playoff team, the Winnipeg Jets have been the absolute worst. And that is very concerning to me as a fan. Yes, you can say, oh, well, look at the standings, we're still in first. Well, not for long, the way we've been playing – We've gotten to the point where the Jets can now relinquish first place to the Blues or they can give it up to Nashville. The Jets can finish third in the division. That wasn't even a possibility two months ago in most fans' minds. So just seeing that late season collapse, the in-games collapsing, the actual season collapsing, it's kind of a dire situation for the Winnipeg Jets.
0: So, what are you going to predict? Or maybe we should wait till we see the first round opponent before we predict where the Jets are going to go. I'm just going to say that I'm hoping for a long playoff run again, but I'm not expecting it. And I don't know if that's what I, I think last year, the Winnipeg Jets were the number two team. There was a lot more hype going into the playoffs and i think a lot of like the hardcore fans or i mean i think a lot of the hardcore fans this year recognize that this jets team isn't the same as it was last year as far as momentum going into the playoffs if it's a first round upset i wouldn't be completely shocked just based on the way they've played over like you said the last couple of months i hope for a long playoff run but wouldn't be completely shocked either
1: no i think around the hockey world nobody would be surprised given how winnipeg is playing because we've been losing to Not the greatest opponents either. We could not beat Ottawa to save our lives. We could not beat the Minnesota Wild once. Minnesota's not even a playoff team. We were 0-5 against them this year. We're losing to bad teams. And now when you have to play a half-decent team in the playoffs, what's going to happen? It's obviously not going to end well. At least that's what most people are thinking. In In defense of the Winnipeg Jets, they're a team that can turn it on at any time like we saw against Nashville with a 5-0 victory, like we saw against beating the Flames, uh, playing an excellent game, outplaying the Washington Capitals about a month ago, yet still barely losing that game. We've seen flashes of brilliance from the Winnipeg Jets. Josh Morrissey is skating, looking to return next week. There's a lot of things potentially going for the Winnipeg Jets. If they can get to that point where they're playing well, we just haven't seen that in a very long
0: time. I'm really looking forward to Josh Morrissey being back. We've seen turnovers from Beaulieu. We haven't seen great play from Kulikov at times. Morrissey, I think, is going to be a huge boom once they get him back. So one other thing I wanted to mention in segment number one, just kind of about the poor play the last couple of games. Uh, Scott Billick, I'm pretty sure he was the one who put this tweet out the other day. Possible issues with the Winnipeg Jets. We retweeted it on the Jets and podcast. Possible issues for the Jets. Mental fatigue. Physical fatigue, complacency, lack of leadership, loss of focus, injuries, youth woes, on-ice systemic issues. Everyone's got an opinion. What's yours? So, Kyle, looking at that list of things that are wrong potentially with the Winnipeg Jets, where do you pin the recent problems to? Is there any that on that list jump out to you?
1: Well, I think the easy answer is, is all of them. And if you read down that list, number one was what? Mental fatigue? Yep. Yep so i would say that definitely exists right now for the winnipeg jets and, and i think that becomes that comes from being on a losing streak it, it, it is draining losing games more so than winning obviously especially the way the winnipeg jets have lost so that's for sure one physical fatigue i would say 100% they're they're in game going into game 81 of 82 it, it's got to be a concern uh, the Winnipeg Jets had Shifley-Wheeler playing way too much at the start of the season. Those guys have been absolutely brutal. They cannot buy a goal. Wheeler's still getting a couple assists here and there, but their point totals are way down over the last couple weeks. Well, that's because you ran them so hard in the first six months of the season.
0: Somebody I else, think he kind of... I was just going to say, somebody also made the point I heard on the radio the other day that well, maybe it was just a fan calling in, but they said Shifley... His numbers have been dropping, and if you look at some of his great seasons in years past, he has been out for a while with injuries, so maybe we're seeing Shifley's getting fatigued.
1: Well, it's very possible. He hasn't played a full season in however many years, right? So that is definitely an issue, but I think if you go to that list, like you mentioned before, is it systemic issues on the ice? Well, 100%. You can't get the puck out of your zone. You can't gain speed. That is due to the system that you're playing is it injuries? Well, yeah. Is it leadership? Well, possibly Obviously, something's not working from Paul Maurice to the players because the players are playing so poorly They're just not getting to the right spots. They're not maybe it's the effort not there One of the things in my mind that I've seen from the Winnipeg Jets. They seem to be playing with no emotion on the ice They they don't finish their checks. They don't get engaged in the game they never seem like they really want to win. And I think that's a real change from what we saw last year to the team, that this year it, it seems that they just don't even care when they get scored on or if, if the guy gets rocked in the corner, Well, oh, well, we're just going to let our own team get hit, that sort of thing. I just feel like they're playing with no emotion, and I think that might be coming back now as you ramp up to the playoffs. Bufflin's back in the lineup, which helps. But that's one of the things that I've seen from this Jets team.
0: No, I am right there with you. I think, yeah, there is a definitely a small sample of all of those things that we mentioned. And I, I think it's hard to put it on just one in particular. And anybody who says it's just one thing, I think is fooling themselves. And so when you get into the playoffs, I think if you can play with that emotion and can somehow overcome some of that fatigue, I think a lot of those other things do go away, especially with everybody starting to get healthy again. And so that's, is there anything else you wanted to kind of mention on this last little skid kind of heading into the playoffs?
1: No, I mean, like we said, it's it's not going good, but the Winnipeg Jets have the ability to beat any team in the National Hockey League. And that's kind of the, the solace that you can have as a Jets fan that, you still have a chance even though you've been playing poorly in the last few months
0: yeah and we've seen all sorts of situations where teams come red hot into the playoffs and then even though they're lower in the standings they do really well and we've seen it other times where teams near the top maybe tail off a little bit but can turn it on and so uh, we'll obviously have to watch on that and everybody hoping that the Jets can magically turn it on but up next we're going to take a look at potential playoff opponents for the Winnipeg Jets and kind of maybe look at some of those matchups before we know who they're going to be playing yet So the playoffs start next week. Wednesday is when the playoffs will officially start. We don't know if the Jets are going to play exactly on that day or not. But we don't know yet either who the Jets are going to play. The battle for first in the Central Division is on. The Jets and Predators are tied with 96 points. The Blues are two points back but have a game in hand. They have three left to go. Jets and Predators each have two. Stars are three points back of the Blues with two games left. The Avalanche are three points back of the Stars, also with two games left. So as of right now, if the playoffs were to start today, the Jets would play the Stars in the first round. The Jets would finish first in the Central Division because, correct me if I'm wrong, they have the tiebreak over Nashville.
1: Yes. Uh, so the Winnipeg Jets actually have the tie back over Nashville and St. Louis if St. Louis is to tie. Uh, looking at the, overt- or, uh, the row um, regulation plus overtime wins, the Winnipeg Jets are, I think, three up on St. Louis as well. I think they're ahead of Nashville, so it doesn't really matter. As long as the Winnipeg Jets can at least tie St. Louis-Nashville, they win first. So that's the good thing for the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Right, so now you look at the potential matchup. If all of a sudden the Avalanche win their last two games, the Stars lose their last two games, Avalanche would then move into the first wildcard spot and would play the Jets. The Stars, if they were to start today, would play the Jets. If all of a sudden Na- uh, St. Louis or Nashville passes Winnipeg, then the Jets would play the Predators or the Blues. So basically, there are five different op- or sorry, four different opponents available for the Winnipeg Jets come playoff time.
1: Yeah, and I think the the Avalanche are very unlikely um, having to win and gain four points in, in two games. Likely not going to happen, but possible. Um, so I think for the Winnipeg Jets, it's probably going to be either Dallas. If you finish first, it's going to be Dallas. If you finish second or, in, or third in your division, well, it's whoever loses out of St. Louis and Nashville, essentially. Um, so if you win your division, you get Dallas. If somebody passes you, You play the team that didn't pass you in nashville and st louis and i mean it's all going to be started out in about three or four days time so we'll just have to wait and see
0: okay so out of those four who do you want to play in the first round
1: well it's interesting most fans might not agree with me but i would take the nashville predators in the first round over st louis or dallas st louis is on an absolute hot streak, best team in the league since the turn of the calendar Yada, 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 all that sort of stuff. I want to avoid St. Louis at all costs. I personally would be fine with Dallas, but you never know what you're going to get with them. I would be fine with playing the Nashville Predators. Nashville is not the heavyweight heavyweight Titan that we've seen the last couple of years. They've struggled with injuries this year, so maybe they are trending upwards, but they don't strike the fear into me as much as they did last year or two years ago. Compared to this year, I think they're easily beatable in the first round. The Winnipeg Jets, I think, have a really good record. I think it's three or four wins against Nashville this year. Um, so I'm not really concerned at all uh, if if we play the Nashville Predators. So I'm going to pick them in the first round.
0: It's kind of funny because I heard an interview the other day with the Na- one of the writers for the Nashville Predators. And he was saying, uh, and he was talking about you could have flipped whatever team you want, the Jets or the Preds. He basically said they have the exact same issues, just the way he was describing the Predators, having a good start to the year, inconsistent at times, and uh, having issues with different players and different problems and slumps and things like that. And it sounded exactly like he was talking about the Jets, a team with a lot of expectation, a lot of potential near the top of the standings, can't really close it out to lock down first place. And so... Yeah, maybe they would be a team. This would be a series of two teams kind of in a similar position, especially if they both get passed by the St. Louis Blues for first place. And so the Blues have to win both, or have to win at least two or get a bunch of points out of these last couple in order to pass. But it's still possible that the Jets play the Preds. I think that's probably the least likely, considering the Jets and Preds right now tied with 96 points. I would also, with you, prefer the Stars over the Blues. I'd prefer the Avalanche because I think they're only a one line team uh, and then if all of a sudden you can if you can just neutralize that one line, I think you can take the series I would still like to see that happen I think that's probably the least likely of all of these scenarios that we've offered Uh, and so but of course we'll get into this more next week we'll have a full playoff preview once we know all the matchups we'll fill out our bracket do all of that fun stuff talk hockey pools and things like that one other thing I wanted to mention before we get out of this segment whiteout parties they're changing them they announced it on April Fool's Day I kind of thought it was an April Fool's joke I was kind of hoping it was anyways having to charge but it's now five bucks to get in your thoughts on this Kyle
1: well, yeah, I saw that as well. I was hoping it was a prank. Uh, honestly, I think it's going to discourage a lot of people from going. One of the huge benefits of it was that it was free, so there was literally nothing stopping you from heading downtown and enjoying it. Now that there's a $5 cost, if you want to bring a, a couple buddies or if you have a couple kids that you're bringing with you, that sort of thing, and you're, you're spending 15 20 bucks to get in, I think that's a big deterrent for a lot of people. That being said, I understand it from Winnipeg's point of view, trying to profit a little bit more um, from these sorts of things. You still won't have to pay if you have a ticket into the game, but if you're just attending the street party, you'll have to pay $5. So honestly, I'm not a big fan of it, but it is what it is. You can't change
0: it. Yeah, and I'm glad that they keep it to 5 bucks because let's be real here, you've got 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 fans outside the building, I guess depends what round we're in, etc. That's a lot of money when you tack on five bucks times that many people. That can do a lot of good because the money is going to be going towards tackling, I think, poverty and homelessness in downtown Winnipeg. It's going to be given out through the United Way. I don't know if you read that down into the article. So it's not like it's just going into the city's pocket and they're just trying to capitalize on fans downtown. It is going to charity. So there is that aspect of it. Honestly, though, it's five bucks. If you're going to be going to all the hassle of wearing white, driving to downtown Winnipeg, trying to find either the bus or get down there, an extra five bucks is really no big deal for anybody who's going to be there. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more organized this year. And so maybe there are some positive aspects. But again, I was not a fan initially hearing that. I liked kind of the organic feel of the first and second round last year. And maybe that sounds too hippy-dippy or whatever you want to call it. But it just people just showing up And having a jumbotron to me, I just like the simplicity of that opposed to making it so formal with tickets and five bucks and all that kind of thing. But again, we could probably debate this all day.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. We'll see what happens this year and we'll see what happens in subsequent years as well. I mean, it's going to be happening hopefully for for many years to come. So maybe it turns into an annual event, um, where it's uh, three weeks of whiteout parties and it's a big community thing. There's endless possibilities um, going forward. It's going to be interesting to see what they make of it. Uh, The last thing I wanted to note about the playoff race and the division race, because Winnipeg holds the tiebreaker, the Winnipeg Jets completely hold their own fate in their hands. And what I mean by that is they win the last two games against Colorado and against Arizona. There is no way Nashville or St. Louis can catch them. So if you're the Jets, that's exactly where you want to be. You hold your own fate. You control your destiny. Go out, win the division. It's up to you.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this would be the first division win in franchise history.
1: I would believe so.
0: Yeah, so that's the Atlanta Thrasher's. And Winnipeg Jets. And I saw in the last game, Wheeler picking up his 70th assist. He now has the franchise record for assists in his season, passing Mark Savard. So one more Atlanta Thrasher record to fall, which makes me happy. All right, so the final segment and some more news just coming out today, actually, with women's hockey. I don't know if you saw this article, Kyle. And obviously, this is out of the realm we don't even have a professional women's team in manitoba but i do want to talk about the league the cwhl after 12 seasons folding and now just one professional women's hockey team uh the announcement coming out just the other day what do you think about all this or do you have any an opinion on this
1: well i mean it depends who you ask because a lot of people say it's a, it's bad and and it's a not a good day for women's hockey yet there's a a big group of people who say this is actually the best thing for women's hockey. And I know we've talked about it before in the podcast that it just makes the most sense to have one standardized women's league in North America, just like the NHL. There is no need for two separate women's leagues. It's just easier to have one league altogether. So maybe this is a sort of a blessing in disguise for women's hockey
0: in North America. I think this is a huge blessing. When I heard it, I was actually kind of excited. I don't follow the game, the women's game that closely, but I have kept an eye out on it. I've been uh, reading in the hockey news. They've updated us on players, and we've, I've learned some of the different storylines and things like that. But I think this is great for the game because, like you said, one league is the way to go. Just about every professional sport in North America has had two leagues. You look at baseball, the American League, the National League, they've come together to form Major League Baseball. Look at the NFL, they have merged as well to create the two leagues coming together to create the NFL we know it now. Same with the NBA, the NHL absorbing the World Hockey Association. So Winnipeg is familiar with competing leagues at the same time. And, and sometimes these leagues can work for a period of time, but... Just with the way the world is now on such a global scale, the way transportation is so much easier, the way everything can be just done online and how connected we are globally – it, to me, it just makes so much sense to have just one league. You're not competing for players. Players don't have to decide, oh, which league do I want to play in? And you don't have to compete for sponsorship dollars. You don't have to compete for any of that. You can focus on just the one organization and growing and expanding the women's game. And so I really like this. They just announced today two expansion teams in Toronto and Montreal for the NWHL. So some of those uh, the ladies who are playing... In the CWHL, there's now a few more spots available in the NWHL. Plus, you take the best players from the CWHL, you move them over, makes the product a little bit better because it's not as diluted with as many teams. I think this is only a good thing for women's hockey as a whole. Now, the NHL, I know, has talked about it where they've said that they kind of want this to fold completely and then they would then bring it up potentially as the WNHL. I don't know, personally, because they said something, they don't like the model. I don't know what's all going on behind the scenes there. I hope that the NHL can just support the league that they have right now, and they don't need this one to fold before they can build it up again. I I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add on this? No, I agree. I
1: think you need to have some sort of partnership with the NHL and, and the NWHL. Just to have some sort of agreements in place, whether that be money going back and forth, whether it be sponsorship deals, whether it be advertising between teams. Just getting those partnerships, I think, would be huge for the women's game, just to kind of help them along a little bit um, and help grow the game even more, share fan bases share events um with for teams in the same cities, that sort of things. There's there's lots of possibilities uh, for NHL teams to come alongside their, their women counterparts and, and partner with them in many different things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whether it's sponsorship and cross promotion. it just to me it just makes so much sense. Like especially in a place like Toronto and Montreal and even like Boston and the other cities that have both NHL and women's teams like why wouldn't the Toronto Maple Leafs promote the women's team in their city? It's not like the Leafs are going to be hurting for fans coming to their games. It's only going to help the women's team. It's To me, it makes sense. There's a lot of stars in the women's game. You see them on the Olympic scene, and now to see them potentially in a professional scene, I don't know. I hope it works. I really hope they can find a model that can pay them a living wage because right now they're not making a lot of money, making next to nothing, just a few thousand dollars, basically just kind of like a thank you for playing. It's hardly considered a salary. Most of them have separate jobs. Some of the few high-profile ones might have some sponsorship deals, but that's about it. So that pretty much does it for the podcast today, talking women's hockey, talking playoffs. Hopefully the Jets can pick it up here over the last couple of games. If you want us to talk about anything, hit us up at Podcast, and of course be listening for next week's episode the playoff preview find all of the Jets Nation podcasts at jetsnation.ca